This episode is brought to you by Green Cubes. Welcome to the MHI Cast, the show where we talk to the industry's best minds to uncover their supply chain stories. We explore real-world case studies and get unique perspectives on key trends and emerging technologies from every corner of the material handling, logistics, and supply chain space. With all the advancements in supply chain technology in the past decade, there are obviously some things that we likely take for granted. For example, the fact that we can press a button and get to work on a computer or you know, flick a switch and have the lights turn on. Uh, but how much thought do you give to the power sources in your workplace? Our topic for today's episode is the power sources for your equipment, specifically for things like lift trucks. We're talking to Robin Schneider to find out more when it comes to the cost of ownership of your batteries. Robin, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Why don't we just have you please uh, introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. So I'm the marketing director at Green Cubes Technology. I work in our motive division, which manufactures batteries and chargers for material handling equipment and ground support equipment for airports. I have been in the battery industry for almost 20 years now, and I actually have a PhD in material science where I focused on battery cathode chemistry at the University of Texas at Austin. Robin, appreciate that. The core of our conversation today is to talk about power systems for material handling equipment, as I said, and the total cost of ownership comparing lithium ion to lead acid. And before we jump into the specifics of all of that, why don't we start by just uh, you know letting us know what are some of the major differences between the two types of power sources? Lead acid batteries and lithium ion batteries are similar in the sense that they are electrochemical storage systems for electrical energy. And so they can be charged and hold electricity in their chemistry and then discharged and used to produce electricity. So they are similar in that they're both made up of a bunch of cells, which are linked together in parallel and series to produce a certain voltage and capacity that's required by the equipment. They're a little bit different in the sense that lithium ion batteries have a battery management system or electronics that make them smart, where loud acid is basically a a dumb chemistry. There are some inherent differences in that lithium ion batteries can be charged at what is called a 1C rate, which means they can be completely charged in one hour. Lead acid batteries, on the other hand, need to be charged at a C over 5 to C over 8 charge time, which means that they need about 5 to 8 hours to be fully charged. The lead acid batteries also need to have an equalization time to bring their temperature down when they're charged so that they can only be used for basically one shift at a time. So they either need to be swapped out or just used for a single shift. If you want to charge a lead acid battery faster than that, it dramatically affects its cycle life. So the cycle life of a lead acid battery can be as much as about a thousand cycles But if you do faster charging than um, what is recommended, you end up with a much lower cycle life. And generally, the lead acid batteries will only last one to two years if you're using them for more than a single shift. Lithium-ion batteries, on the other hand, have a cycle life 
more like five to 10,000 cycles. They can be used for eight to 10 years, which means they can basically last the lifetime of a industrial truck, even if you're using them for three shifts or 24 seven operation. There's a big advantage, especially in heavy use scenarios to go with lithium ion. Lead acid batteries or flooded lead acid batteries also need to be watered. So there's a lot of maintenance involved in lead acid batteries and it's much more minimal with lithium ion. That watering creates safety hazards for the staff because there can be acid spills. And then a swapping of batteries also creates safety hazards because the batteries are big and heavy. And then finally, there's environmental benefits to using lithium ion. Lead obviously is a heavily controlled substance. And so there's all kinds of reporting and things like that that need to go along with the use of lead acid batteries. We'll get into a few more of the differences as we discuss what factors go into calculating the cost of ownership. But for anyone who might not know this, what is the total cost of ownership for batteries? The total cost of ownership looks at the cost associated with the battery over the lifetime of the truck. Sometimes we also look at that as the return on investment, or basically, when does the higher upfront cost of the lithium-ion battery, when is that overcome by the continuing cost of maintaining and or replacing a lead-acid battery? And so all of these factors um, can contribute into a calculation that we can see when that transition of having a lower total cost pays off. Oh, absolutely. Return on investment is something I think everyone's looking at right now. And lead-acid batteries are, are known for being simple and inexpensive to manufacture. Now, you've already touched on some of the safety considerations when comparing the differences between the two types of batteries. So let's chat more about the training requirements. Obviously, there's, there's some standard safety training for those who handle lead-acid batteries. But is there anything specific in terms of training required for those who handle lithium-ion batteries? For lithium-ion, the training is quite a bit different because what you're looking at is more like an electronics training. So you don't have to water the batteries. What you would do is access the electronics of the battery or the smart battery system through a laptop, or we also have what's called Internet of Things that connects to the battery. So our IoT system you can access the information being read off the battery through Wi-Fi or the cellular network and remotely look at the battery's performance internally and get all kinds of information about whether or not the battery is being charged properly, whether or not the operator is charging it when they should. If for some reason there's a cell that's been damaged, you can actually see which cell it is through those electronics. So the training is really more about how to use the software to look at the battery than anything else. And obviously that's a lot safer kind of maintenance for your staff than watering a lead acid battery. This is really interesting because it, I suppose it never occurred to me that with the digitization of everything else, obviously we're digitizing our batteries too. And so being able to remotely check on them, that's amazing stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting because you can actually use that information in a lot of ways, not just to 
do maintenance and troubleshoot, but also to right size your capital equipment. So, you know, you don't pay for extra energy in the battery that you don't need. So we actually, for a number of different reasons, we generally are able to get the same usage and runtime out of a lithium ion battery that's about 80% of the capacity of a lead acid battery. So that's one thing that actually factors into the total cost of ownership is that you can get a battery that meets your needs very exactly. That is awesome. I know that most are familiar with the processes of, of using lead acid batteries since the technology is so well established and so well understood. It's good to know, though, that we're, we're seeing even more knowledge about power sources becoming more and more available each and every day. So in my, my reading and in my prep prior to this conversation, I noticed that space is also a consideration for people when determining the total cost of batteries. You've already mentioned on this that you can use you know, lithium ion batteries for essentially three shifts in a row without having to change them out, which is great. Can you expand a little bit on on space considerations comparing lithium ion and lead acid? There's a concept called opportunity charging that can be used for lead acid, but as I mentioned, really decreases the lifetime of that battery. For lithium ion, it does not at all. So What opportunity charging is, um, it's just a really simple concept where you charge the battery when the operator goes on a 15-minute break, takes a half an hour lunch, whatever. And with lithium-ion, because all you need is one hour to charge the battery, you really just need one lunchtime and two breaks, and it can be charged. So basically, you can put the charger wherever it's most convenient and the operators can do that. With a lead acid battery, typically you need a charging room or a battery maintenance room to do those swaps and the maintenance associated with the lead acid battery. You can eliminate that battery room completely with lithium ion. I suppose this would certainly come into play when building and designing new facilities or or where space is a bit tight. I should also mention one of the early adopters of lithium-ion technology is in cold storage, freezer applications, or refrigerated products. Because you cannot charge a lead-acid battery in a cold environment, the truck would have to go outside of the freezer refrigerator to be charged. That requires... um, temperature equalization, you can get frost on the forklift, um, and that can create a safety hazard. And with lithium ion, we actually can have heaters in the batteries so that they can be charged in the freezer. So that obviously, in that specific application, has a lot of advantages for size and space and convenience. Okay, this is a great segue into our next question. Are there any other applications that are better for, say, one type of battery or another? Lithium-ion is hands down preferable for any cold storage environment. So our biggest first customers were in the food and beverage industry. The other place where lithium-ion really makes sense is any place that's a high usage environment. So generally speaking, I like to say it's an inverse relationship between the number of shifts you're running and how 
long the battery takes to pay off. So we can do a complicated total cost of ownership calculation. We actually have an ROI calculator on our website. If you'd like, if the listeners would like to, to go to our website, greencubes.com, they can actually do this calculation. Basically, if you're running three shifts, that lithium-ion battery will pay it for itself within a year. If you're running two shifts, it generally will take two years. If you're running a single shift, it'll take more like three to five years. And that'll give you a really good sense of where that payoff will, will come through. Now, I have to say, I, I love that you have tools right on your website to help uh, people with these ROI calculations. Any other tools you can think of that might be available for those uh, on the hunt for more information? Yeah, so we've got a lot of white papers on our website. We have one that's specific to that cold storage application. Um, we also have one comparing propane use versus lithium ion. Um, it just in case your listeners are looking at that instead of lead acid. So there are a lot of white papers that we have, I think, that your listeners would find useful. Excellent. Anything else that I didn't get to ask you that you think our listeners should hear and know about? Yeah, so what we've talked about is all looking at lithium ion as a drop-in replacement for a lift truck that's designed to run off a lead-acid battery. So the lithium ion batteries are designed with the same size and weight as the existing lead-acid battery. There are so many advantages to lithium ion that it really makes sense in those applications. But there's another advantage of lithium ion that you're not taking advantage of when you take that approach, which is that the batteries are smaller in size by nature. In fact, we actually have to add weight to them to ballast the truck. So the smaller size can be taken advantage of when it's designed as an integrated battery by the OEM. Absolutely. And I'm sure that we're going to be seeing even more of these um, advancements coming out very soon. Robin, I want to thank you so much for spending the time and for sharing to the MHI community. Appreciate you. And thank you for tuning into this installment of MHI View with Robin Schneider from Green Cubes. If you're looking for your next power source, you can find the Material Handling Battery ROI Calculator on their website, greencubes.com. And while you're there, you can also find a library of white papers with even more information. To see the next generation of batteries live and in action, register for ProMat 2023 in Chicago. It happens next March. You can learn more and register to attend at promatshow.com. Here at MHI, we never stop exploring new opportunities to help you take your manufacturing and supply chain operations to that next level of success. So thank you for making us a part of your professional development journey.